in today's show, I'm going to try and recap. All, no, I'm not going to try. I am going to recap all 15 games across the NBA. We'll look at some waiver trends, injuries, whatever happened during the day. It might be a long one. Strap in, Michael. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweater odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available at Amazon. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right. We've got 15 games. I'm not going to muck around. In fact, news-wise, there's not a lot for us to talk about. I'm just going to talk about guys who didn't play today in the news section. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to say this guy's name until he... Um, was on the court, and I'm still not, but it's he who shall not be named. His name starts with J, last name I, plays for Orlando. He's number one. He's taken three years to return from an ACL injury. Um, but we got some sort of an update on him today. And the update was that he's as close as he's ever been to resuming action. Okay, cool. Um, he's doing some five-on-five -five work. Someone, I tweeted out this, and I yeah, did my usual joke of putting the asterisks there, and someone said, I can't believe you're doing this, all because of his anti-vax stance. It's not like he's Saddam Hussein or Hitler. <sighs> Seriously. Seriously. Anyway, um, I'm just, I just want this guy on the court, but I do have to talk about him today. I don't think there's any need to pick him up. He will undoubtedly, when he does return, whenever the hell that is, be on a hard minutes restriction for a long time. He will miss back-to-backs. And plus, where does he get the minutes? Ahead of Franz? No. Paolo? No. Wendell? No. Bol? Maybe, but maybe not. Fultz? No. Suggs? No. Anthony? No. Where does he play? He might get 18 minutes a night, 20 minutes a night, and then he'll be limited with back-to-backs. I don't see the point in it. And again, I'll start talking more about him when I actually see him, but... This update doesn't even tell me if he's back this week or next week or this month even. It might be next month. I've got no idea. The other news came from Mark Stein talking about Kyrie Irving, saying that the list of requirements for Irving to return feels like, according to sources that he had, that some of them were put there to be deliberately challenging slash impossible for Kyrie to do, giving the Nets an out to outright wave him, which would be pretty wild. Although... When it did happen, I did say, mm, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets waived. And then about an hour after that, Kyrie put out an apology. Went, okay, maybe he's not going to get waived. He's shown contrition. He's given out this apology. But now the reporting from Stein is saying that this, you know, and this is what I said, or I think I said it at the time, or I said it at some point, about how the statement said he is unfit to represent the Brooklyn Nets. Like, that's a harsh statement. That is hard to come back from. Now, of course, everyone will jump on this and go, well, if he gets waived, someone will just sign him straight away. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. But the fact, the reason he's getting waived is because of the absolute stink that he brought upon the organization. Would another organization willingly bring that stink in? I don't know. I'm not doing anything with it. I'm not like um, trading for Kyrie, waiting for him to get um, waived and signed somewhere else. I, I don't, I'm sort of paralyzed with what you do with it. But this situation, look, his three game, or his five game suspension ends this weekend. The minimum five games. I'm pretty sure there's no chance he returns in those five games or on the weekend. I don't see it happening. We will get updates over the coming days for sure. And this will continue to be a story until he's either back or we hear that he's never coming back or whatever. But there's still a lot to happen here. And I honestly, I just don't know which direction it's going to go. It's frustrating for everyone, I'm sure. Let's look at the most added players on the waiver wire. Number one, we're going to talk about all of these guys basically in their games today. Number one was Christian Cloaker. I knew that everyone would chase. And I also had a fair idea that it wasn't replicable, what he did yesterday. And he's going to be one of the guys on the most dropped players tomorrow. Actually, I'm not going to do a show tomorrow. Or full... Not true. I am going to do some shows tomorrow. Not a recap show because there's no games. 
Bones Highland up 36%. That was absolutely a reaction to the blowout against the Spurs. Some of the things went all right for Bones today in terms of Bruce Brown hurting his ankle early. But again, that was chasing. Cam Thomas, I don't know why I wrote dollar sign there, up 34%. Chasing. And I tweeted some of these stats out, how his assist-to-turnover ratio was 1,000% higher than last year. His free throw rate was more than double what it was last season. And then we had the return of Simmons to incorporate. And the fact that I don't actually believe that Cam Thomas is a very good NBA player. But you know, that, again, was chasing. Brandon Clark up 12% was a great ad with Steven Adams out. Malik Monk up 8%. He was the guy that I targeted in all of my leagues as a nice little option. He's up 8%. Mason Plumley up 8 I get it, but I also don't. The Cockroach, Mason Plumley, Kevin Love up 6%. Not for me. And Tari preseason, I guess with Tate out. Uh, Eason still couldn't crack 20 minutes again today. It's feeling like a March special for him, or Eric Gordon gets traded, or Tate gets, or who knows. It just, there's so many steps in his way, and even an extra step we didn't expect in the preseason with KJ Martin being ahead of him as well, making it really even harder for Tari to get 25 minutes. It's just, it's just not coming. Davion Mitchell down um, 18%. Okay, that's good. Um, we added him with Fox out. Fox is back. You drop him. Sim- simple equation. Reggie Jackson down 16%, I guess, because he struggled yesterday, but he is starting today's game. He's not a 12-team league guy. Josh Richardson down 12%, clear drop. Ty Stones down 14 drop. Jalen McDaniels, I get dropping him. He had a, he had a good game today, but it's, it's going to be hard to sustain when players return, and they are probably going to filter back this week. Trey Murphy down 12%. Minutes were up for trade today as Larry Nance's minutes were way down due to injury. So that's one to watch. We'll talk about it more later. Grant Williams down 10. Interesting that there was a big reaction to Williams over the last 24 hours. And Najee Marshall down 10. That was a pretty clear drop. And that's exactly what happened here in this one. So let's um, let's go into this. Let's go into this. Uh, I, I, I can't believe there's 15 games on, to be honest. So we're going to talk about that um, now. All 15 of them. Let's see, how, let's see how long this actually takes. Game one, the Wizards and the Charlotte Hornets. Good win for the Wizards in this game. They um, were without Bradley Beal again. They win at 108-100, the final score. Second strong game in a row for Jordan Goodwin. Now, 100% shooting, obviously, we all know that that's not real. 17-4-5, two blocks. That's two big games in a row. He's top 100 over the last week. Is he better than Monty Morris? Don't know. Is he better than Johnny Davis? Yes. Yes. At the moment, clearly yes. His minutes, they were up and down. There was one game that he didn't even play, even though D-Lon was out. But we want to just watch where this goes. He's at least a deeper league ad. Denny Avdia did absolutely nothing. 3-3-3 for him. Um, he's only the very deep league guy. And I forgot that I did this last season with Monte Morris. I'm going to bring it back. The boring voice. Remember that? Monte Morris had eight points with five rebounds and two assists on 43% shooting in 32 minutes. He's just boring as shit. There's just nothing interesting about what he does. And to be honest, am I ready to pull? Oh, am I ready to pull? I am. Monty Morris. Get that garbage out of here. Yeah, get out of here, mate. What are you providing to us? Absolutely nothing. 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 The 158th ranked player so far this season. See you later. Porzingis was pretty good. 19, 8, and 5. Rough percentages, but not a bad game overall. While Kuzma, 20 and 6 looks great. One of five from the line is horrific, and that obviously hurts the overall line. Kuzma's been okay, but not as good as last year. Will Barton, we can jack him as well. He doesn't deserve a 12-team roster spot. Neither does Rui Hachimura with another year of being outside the top 200. 16 and 3. The 16, that's great. 16 points, man. Awesome. 57 from the line. No assists, no steals, one block. He just doesn't do anywhere near enough, Hachimura. Even in points leagues, he's probably more of a 14-team league guy than a 12-team league player. Um, Anthony Gill back in the rotation. Cool. Six points for him in 17 minutes. Well, Kispert started for Beal and played 19 and had eight points. Every one of their lottery picks or close to lottery picks is shithouse. They just are. They're just a bad drafting team. A terribly drafted team. A terribly organized team. A terribly managed team. How much more do you want me to say? They won. Good for them. Um, I know that sounds ridiculous, but yeah, they are bad. On to the Hornets. There was some interesting games here. Paul Washington Jr. Again, people wanted to drop him, and they did. They shouldn't have. 25-4 and four with three steals, 61%. He will shoot 30% probably in the next game, but the role is secure. Big Dick Nick Richards, 24 minutes. That's more than Plumley. Eight and six with two blocks. I'm not falling for it. I'm not adding him. He had 10% usage. I want to see him start or play 25 regularly before I'd add him. Plumley had six, 10, and five. He had some fouls, so that's a 
bit of a reason for Richards to get that extra playing time. While 34 minutes for the Woodslanger, Dennis Smith Jr. Three points on 9% kills. It hurts. But 10 assists, five rebounds, and three blocks helps. He still is a top 100 player this season. But when you need to look at who you're streaming for, hey, we'll talk about it later, but Chris Paul got hurt. Dennis Smith on my roster. Immediately, I would drop him for campaign because I might miss one more good game for Smith. I might miss two. But if Paul is out for three weeks, which I don't think he will be, but if he is, then I don't care because that's what, you know, we look at the value. His value is here because Ball and Roger was out and Haywood is out and Martin is out and all those guys have to come back. Kelly Oubre did, look, this is just what Nick Young. 20 points, one rebound, nothing else. And was 40% from the field. Despite all of the counting stats, he's only top 160 this season. He's not going to last as a 12. He's not even a 12-team league guy now. He's not going to last. Well, Rogier had 19-3-5 on some pretty rough shooting. He will be better than that. He is not a top 50 player so far this season, Rogier. I am pretty sure that that will, um, well, that, that will improve um, relatively quickly, I think. I hope. Let's uh, we'll go on to the next game in a second. But before I do that, old mates are back. Sweat block. Do you want to hear an embarrassing story? After I was um, recording this morning, I had to go and do a bit of work around the house. And I came back and I looked at myself and went, oh no, oh no. Because underneath my ample bosoms, there were sweat marks on this gray t-shirt. I went, oh shit, where's my sweat block? And I had to look around the drawer and I had some that they sent me last year. So I was so relieved. Chucked it on and we are riding absolutely clear at the moment. Nothing under the breasts, nothing under the arm because sweat block does work. Sweatblock wipes are a little secret to confidence. Sweatblock wipes work for up to seven days per use. So I don't have to do it again now until next Tuesday. Awesome. You apply them on a Sunday, Sunday, Tuesday. Tuesday's when I did them. And then they last all week. So if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. It's also available on Amazon. Let's look at the next game. It is the Rockets. It is the Orlando Magic. Okay, okay. So let's talk Rockets. Should we start with the bad first? Ah, Smitty. You, look, he, he's, he was, he's dreadful. He's really bad at the moment, Jabari Smith Jr. Three points, 22 minutes, one rebound, 25% shooting. He's not a top 200 player this season. He did have some foul trouble, but that's not the reason he sucked. He just, ever since he had that fight with Jalen Green on the bench, he's been invisible. Now, I can't tell you how to run your team, nor is that ever the aim of this show or ever the aim of anything that I do. I have Jabari Smith in a few leagues, and I have not once considered dropping him. But I get it. We're 10% into the season. He's struggling. It might take him another three months to get right. I won't wait that long. I'd like to give him till at least the end of November which I th- is, I think, where I sat with guys like even Shingun, maybe to a lesser degree, but even like a Jalen Green last season. L- let's see what happens. Because I have seen Jabari put up good numbers. He had a 21-9 and game with three blocks and three threes. I think he scored 24 points in his first preseason game in 24 minutes. He is still sick. He is still dealing with an ankle problem. There's a lot going on here. But it is atrocious. He is playing poorly. He's disinterested. He's not aggressive. People say, oh, you can't get any rebounds. He has had like an 11-rebound game, two 9-rebound games, three 7-rebound games or something like that. He can do it. He's just in a gigantic funk. And he was shooting 30% from the field and got worse today. It is going to get better. Let's talk about the good. Jalen Green was shooting 8% on mid-ranges. And he was a buy low. But people overreact. 34 points, five threes, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. I said he was a buy-low. No way. He's probably going to get worse, if anything, Josh. He's terrible. He's trash. Okay. But no. Like, he's fine. Last three games have been good. He's not great still, but there was going to be a bounce back. KPJ, 17, 8, and 11, two steals, and a block for Cousin Kev. That was good. While the delicate dancer, Alperen Shingun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Just carving blokes up. 20 and 10, four assists, two steals and a block. Just not efficient, but 80% from the line. He is top 50 over the last week, top 50 for the season. Bruno Fernando, surely, seriously, if Bruno Fernando takes this starting job, maybe I'm not flying to Detroit. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm flying out to Houston. I think we can feel pretty good about where Shangoon sits. Eric Gordon had 19 points with five threes. His last couple of games have been rough. But he is a 12-team streamer. That's it. But with him getting these minutes, with KJ Martin playing 26 and having another cracker, 21-4-5 with two blocks and four threes, Martin 
he's a 14-team league guy for now while Tate is out. He might be better than Jason Tate. In fact, I think he might be. I think he is. Um, but I don't know that I'd do it for 12s just yet. But that's obviously really good from KJ. But it means Tari preseason played 20 minutes. Eight and six, two threes, two steals. We know that Eason, who is the 165th ranked player this year despite barely playing, we know that he can be much better than he is. And we know that if he played 26 minutes a night, the top 150 would get smashed and probably top 100. But the path to that with Martin, Gordon, Tate, Smith, all these guys ahead of him, it's pretty crowded. As for the, And that's why like I would say hold Jabari and not necessarily Tari because Jabari's got the 30-minute role there most nights. Tari doesn't. And while Tari might get it later and become a better fantasy player than Jabari, it's the Jabari could turn it around next game. Tari probably can't. For the magic, Franz Wagner. 33 minutes, 23, 5, and 7 with 3 3. Slow start to the season, but he's top 40 over the last week. He's now into 77 on the season. It's about where you drafted him, and you should be feeling pretty good about it. Bunkero had 30 and 6 with two threes and two steals and elite from the line and elite from the field. Great. After he'd started, he had fallen outside the top 90. He's now back inside the top 70. Wendell Carter Jr. had some foul issues. He only played 27 minutes, 15 and 7 with a three. It's not a bad night, though. Not at all. It's pretty strong, in fact. Well, Suggs was dreadful from the line, one of four. But 11, 5 and 6 and a steal, 63% shooting. I think I do think he's a 12-team league guy. And I'm relatively... Relatively confident in that. Um, should we talk Mo Bamba? 20 minutes for Mo coming off the bench. One, two, three, four, five. 14 and 4, a triple one. That's a great Mo Bamba line. I don't really have any faith that he plays 20 minutes a night every night, but that was good. But with him playing those minutes, Bol Bol fell away. 21 minutes for Bol, 9 and 3, a steal and a block. Five shots. Talked about Bol a lot. I don't see how he had any chance of maintaining 30 minutes a night. When players returned. And this is the evidence. The fact that he just got 21 here without any foul trouble. Well, so Bumber and Ross could play more. Means they aren't as committed to him as you may wish they were. As a key core piece every single night. He'll probably be better than this. And he does still need to be rostered. But he is not an infallible piece of their rotation. That is going to stick at 29 minutes every single game. In my opinion. So do with that what you may. And I, I talked about this. Someone... Um, Again, there's weird trades that go on where I said like that there was a Mobley for Bowl trade that went on and someone's like, yeah, man, I'd rather have Bowl. Like, what? Okay. This is just a sobering warning as to maybe that the role is not as secure as some may hope. It could be. He, he could be better than this. Like he, he, he probably will be next game and maybe he does stick at 26 a night, but probably not would be my, would be my guess on that one. Um, all right, let's go on to the next game. It is the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Pistons. Pistons 112, Thunder 103. Shea was at it again, 38 minutes, 33, 7 and 5. Didn't hit a three again, but had one steal and four blocks, 57% shooting. He is back at this point to the number one fantasy player. Um, the blocks are insane. The efficiency is insane. The fact that he's never hitting a three is insane. Didn't even attempt one again. And while everything should scream sell high, you... You can't. You can't get a top 10 player back. And he could maintain top 10 numbers until March. And you wouldn't want to do it trading for a top 40 guy. Well, but what about when he shuts down? Like, okay, but you're just going to lose so much. I'd be just inclined to roll with this. Maybe trade it later. If someone does give you a top 10, I'd probably take it. But he's killing it. And then the rest of the rotation is, like, bad. No, my son is also named Bort. You can jack this guy. Get that garbage out of here! He's not top 200. He had 7 and 5 in 26 minutes, 2 steals and a block, 25% shooting. We've got years and years of data telling us Lou Dort is not a 12-team league um, category player. And yeah, he's not. Simple as that. Like He just doesn't do enough and shoots poorly too often really to be a... um, really to be considered. You stream him in, but that's it. He doesn't... Points League's a little bit different. You can have a little bit of value there for him in that situation, but that's really about it. Josh Giddy didn't play the final nine minutes. Benched. 25 minutes, nine, six, and two. Really struggling. Massive buy-low opportunity, but he's not playing well. But it's a buy-low opportunity. 
We've got 20 minutes again from Ujman Jeng. He didn't really do anything. He's a deeper league watch. But we did get a surprise starter. Broncos country, let's ride. 31 minutes for Jalen Williams. 6-2-2 two two a steal on a block. Now, he'll probably play 18 minutes next game or 22 minutes. That's not an ad. Right? We saw him start last time. Um, it was a good opportunity. Let's see what happens. And then he dicked us around, went back to the bench. I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for it again. I fell for it last time. Blew up in my face. I'm not going to do it again. I think he is going to be a good player at some point, but I'm not going to add in this time. Baisley brought the defensive stats again. Three steals, two blocks, four rebounds, three assists, but not even 20 minutes. It's him, Mascala, Kenrich, Jalen, Robinson Earl, Jeng. The minutes are all over the place. Aaron Wiggins was out of the rotation today. Pokyshevsky didn't play. It's just a mess everywhere. I don't, I, I don't care for it. Trey Mann played 24 minutes. Trey Mann is a 244th ranked player. He had nine points with three threes. He doesn't. He's rostered in 24% of leagues, of 12-team leagues, using our advanced metrics. What are you doing? Absolutely no reason for him to be rostered in 12-team leagues or 14-team leagues or 16-team leagues. Don't do it. On to the Pistons. Really big game from Jaden Ivey. 15-11, but six assists, two threes, two steals, three blocks. Massive across the board. Great. Great to see. My name is Richie Cunningham. He was also pretty good, apart from the 38% shooting. 21-11-7 with a block for two threes and for Cade Cunningham. 30 usage. They both put up big games at the same time, which is great. Alf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Um, Isaiah Stewart did get into foul trouble in this game, and that limited his overall playing time. Some of it was Duran being back, but it was a lot of foul trouble here. 11-12, and 12, two steals, two blocks. Just keep rolling with him. Um, he's putting up good numbers. Well, Duran returned, played 21 minutes, had seven and four with three blocks. He's just a block streamer. I don't see the starting role appearing for him anytime soon because of the coach. And we talk about someone falling off. Boyan Bogdanovich is the 180th ranked player over the last week. 12 points on 27% shooting because he's never going to get assists or steals or blocks. And he was shooting 55% from three and now he's not. And the value's all gone. You couldn't have sold high anyway. And now, like, these numbers say, ooh, is he a drop? Mm, he's not. He's a hold, but recalibrate expectations. He's a back-end guy. That's it. The depressed penis played 37 minutes, Sadiq Bay. 25 points is good. No steals, no blocks is not great. 47% from the field on solid volumes, all right. It was a good, it was a good game. It was a good game. Nothing mind-blowing, but it was a good game from Sadiq Bay. Bet online is your number one source for all sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Now, I don't know if BetOnline has disc golf, but if they do, we can go check all the odds over there as well, from football to basketball to soccer and esports, no disc golf. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, of course you do. You can find those at betonline.net as well. What about NFL for next week? What games have we got? Aaron Rodgers is a five-point underdog against the Dallas Cowboys. Is it possible you can root for both teams to lose? I don't know, but the Cowboys are five-point favorites, so go in there and check that out. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. The next game, Pelicans Pacers. Disappointing loss for the Pacers. Good uh, for the Pelicans. Good win for the the Pacers. One twenty-nine, one twenty-two. Indiana gets it done. This was a really Really encouraging um, line from uh, Zion Williamson. Really, really good game. 26, 7, and 7, two steals, a block, 67 from the field. Now, he struggled on court with some defensive stuff, but bringing defensive stats, bringing the assists, that's really good. And he hit two threes. Ingram had 29 and 6 with three threes and two blocks, but we get to the negative side of things. Only 14 minutes for Larry Nance. He had three, four, and four, and he hurt his knee. Now, he said when it happened, he feared he tore his ACL. Uh oh. But. The doctors checked it out and said, no ligament damage, no meniscus damage, you're fine. And if he was needed, he was available to go back in. We'll see how much that actually holds true. If Nance misses any time, he's a clear drop. But we hold for now. But even with Nance playing 14 minutes, Jonas Valanciunas didn't play enough. Jonas Vasilinovasas. 22 minutes, 14 and 7. That's not bad. You still hold him. But it's not trending in the right direction. With... Nance struggling or getting hurt, and Najee Marshall reduced to nothing. We got 28 Trey Murphy minutes. 11 and 6, three threes and two steals. Last game, he didn't play, he didn't even get to 20. I hope he can get 22, 23. Is it enough to be a 12 team must roster? I'm not certain on that. Another pretty good usage game from Herbalife Jones. Only 29 minutes, which is a little bit worrying, but 16 points 
a steal, a block, 58% shooting, 21 usage, higher than CJ McCollum somehow. Because CJ was bad, nine points on 27%, but he did have seven assists. CJ's been pretty up and down with his efficiency this season. This was not a good game. Well, Devontae Graham played 20 unnecessary minutes, 11, two and four with three threes for Devontae. He is only the very, very, very deep league guy. For the uh, Indiana Pacers, Miles Turner, holy shit. We've been waiting for Miles Turner. Can, can you coach? Can you give him um, 30 minutes? Can you give him 32 minutes, coach? Can you give him 34 minutes? Let's see what happens, right? Let's see. Ah, oh, no, no. We're never going to do that. We're never going to do that. Well, we did it. 37 minutes, 37 points, four threes, 12 rebounds, three blocks, 61% shooting. That's top 15 fantasy stuff. That's higher, probably. That's so good. All right, that is how good he can be. Um, I, I don't think you need to sell high or anything. You just, just roll with it. Halliburton continues his great season, ninth-ranked player this season, 20 and four, 13 assists, six threes and two steals, but... With Chris Duarte and Aaron Neesmith out, they didn't start ex-Benedict Matherin. He came off the bench and was bad. Eight, two, and five. Matherin now outside the top 100 for the season. Still hold him, but rookies... My fear with Matherin heading into the season was you are an empty scoring rookie who's going to have efficiency issues. And then I looked so stupid. I looked incredibly dumb, which I do often, right? But I looked incredibly dumb early on because he was just getting out there, bombing in 30 points, 20 points, 55% shooting. Okay, this is great. And now it's regressing pretty hard. And the fact that he's still not starting when those guys are out is a little bit troubling. I would hold on to him, but he's outside the top 180 over the last week. And again, he's outside the top 100 for the season. Isaiah Jackson is literally just a luxury stash. Four and five with a block, that's it. If you want to move on, I get it. While I hope you stood by your man. Stand by your man. Um, as I have been saying multiple times with Jalen Smith, I don't believe that Jalen Smith is a very good player. Uh, I, I, I just, I just don't think that he is a long-term future starting NBA guy. I, I don't. But I know that he has got a really fantasy-friendly skill set. And this is why. 15, 11 in 29 minutes, three threes, a block, 55% shooting. He should be on rosters. They started Andrew Nemhard. Is he going to become the new Carlisle favorite? 34 minutes, 15, three and five, two steals, three threes. If Neesmith, I think he's a better player. Neesmith, I don't think he's very good at all. I think he's a better player than Neesmith. Um, that's at least 16 team grabbable. It might be 14-team grabble, and he might be a 12-team. I'm not ready to say that Nemhard's a 12-team guy short-term while Duarte is out, because Nee Smith could have an impact there. But I don't think it's outrageous. Budrick Heald continues to crush. 20-5, and five, five threes, two steals, two blocks. He's been ridiculous. Top 40 this season. We saw him play huge minutes last season with the Pacers, flash assists, and doing a whole bunch of stuff. In the start of this year, the minutes were all over the shop. Uh-oh, what's going on here? And now Carlos went, nah, let's go. Big minutes, bud. And crank him out. And he is absolutely cranking him out at the moment. Some big numbers from Bud. Again, much like a lot of these guys, I'm not actually sure it's a sell high because you're not going to get enough value. He might do this for three more months. It's it's distinctly possible. He might not get traded at all. And then he's going to keep putting up really, really big numbers, we hope. Fingers crossed. Anyway, um, the next one. Sixers beat the Suns 100-88. to Chris Paul hurt his heel. It was like a little move on a screen. He sort of twisted it. And then he went to the locker room just before halftime and then never returned. They've deemed it heel soreness. I don't know what that actually means. Does that mean it was just, hey, it's this game. He'll rest tomorrow and he'll be back next game? Highly possible. He's also 37 years of age and it might linger. So when we have the clear one-for-one -one replacement, like we do with Cameron Payne here, much like we did with David Mitchell replacing Darren Fox, it behooves you, I think, to go and grab him. Payne had 14, 2, and 5 in 28 minutes. You might pick up a top 70 player for one game, for a week, for two weeks, for a month. I don't expect, pure guesswork, I don't expect Paul to miss much time at all. But that value of campaign is so clear and stark. It's not like adding Tory Craig, which we'll talk about in a second. This is a clear addition that we have seen. When he starts for Paul, the numbers are good. So, try it. There is a massive chance you get nothing out of it. But these are the sort of risks you have to take, I think, versus some of the chasing stuff that we do or a lot of the ads seem to be, like you know, chasing Christian Coloco or chasing, I don't even know who else, Tory Craig. Craig had three points in 23 minutes with a steal on a block on 17% shooting, and he's only a 14-team league guy at best. 
Booker had 28, 7, and 5 in 43 minutes, but a guy I am watching is Damo Lee. 10 points in 26 minutes. He had two threes. He had two steals. He might be able to provide some of the spacing that Johnson did. And that, for like 16-team leagues or 14-team leagues as a streamer, is useful. Aiton played 31 minutes. He had a trip to the locker room with his ankle, but he returned 14 and 7 with a steal and a block. So he's probably the most passive bloke in the league. Just, it's frustrating. This guy could average 25 and 12 with two blocks, like so easily. Just doesn't want to. Just doesn't want, just doesn't want to do it. It's annoying. Bridges played 44 minutes. He had 15 and 5. That's such a typical Mikhail Bridges line. 50% shooting. He had a block, but nothing exciting. Jock Landau had 5,007 minutes somehow. He still blocked two shots, but he's not an ad, nor is Dario Saric. The guy that you would add is Craig, but again, it's only for deeper leagues. For the Sixers, no Embiid. Obviously, Daniel House was out. Torres Maxey stunk. 40 minutes, 11, 5, and 6. No threes, no steals, 22% shooting, and he bricked three of six layup, uh, layups, free throws. That's a shocking game, stinking game. He's back outside the top 75 for this season, Maxi, and outside the top 120 in the last week. So his value's gone down since Harden's been out. Curious. Paul Reed got the backup minutes over Montrez Harrell. Didn't doesn't really matter. He didn't do anything. Still there in 11 minutes while Embiid returned 33 and 10 in 37 minutes. And Harris, the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. TH for life. 21 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Really good game from Harris. Poor efficiency. A little bit of a sell high there. While Georgie Niang, 21 points with 7 threes. So every one of his points was a 3. 2 steals, 64% shooting. It's an outlier. It's a He's a 14-team league maybe option with Harden now, but that's probably about it. Those of you who wanted to add Shake Milton, you drop him. You wanted to add Matisse Thibel, you drop him. If you wanted to add DeAnthony Melton, you obviously hold him. Not great. Six points on 29% is rough. Seven rebounds is good. One steal is good. Two blocks is good. Again, he's only 114th over the last week without Harden. You still obviously have to hold him. But he's not blowing through the roof that maybe we could have hoped for. 11 usage is pretty disappointing for uh, for Melton in this game. Um, let's go on to the next one. This was a blowout. It was the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks smash them 117-98. I don't really need to talk much about the Bucks. I don't think. Giannis had 25 and 7. Drew had 16, 6 and 7. Bob Portis, 11 and 10. While Paul, uh, Lopez had 11 points, three threes and two blocks. But again, the minutes were all over the place. But interestingly, Grayson Allen did return to the starting lineup, pushing Marjan Beauchamp back to the bench. Allen had 11 points with three threes. It's a nice 14-team league stream for threes. That's really about it for Grayson. But that's two solid games in a row. While Javon Carter had only two points, but five assists, two steals and three blocks. We don't care too much there, but... Deeper league, 16-teamers. I've got him in a 30-team league. 16-teamers is a little bit there for Javon, at least until Middleton and Connaughton return. For the Hawks, it's the more interesting side of things, I think, because there was no um, there was no Trey Young. Out, you know, Trey Young has now left the game early with an eye injury, left the game early with a shin injury, and then missed this game with a shin injury in his last three games. That's not normal for Trey Young, but do I dare say it that you know, players aren't always immune to injuries forever? Uh, this is probably not a long-term thing at all, but a few things have banged him up. DeJounte Murray, only 32 minutes, because it was a blowout, of course. 25, 8, and 11 with three steals. Huge game. Clint Capella, 5 and 12 in 22 minutes. Well, Kongwu had 12 and 6. This is not a changing of the guard. This is not a Kongwu taking his minutes. It's a blowout. Johnny Collins played 24 for 14 and 2. DeAndre Hunter, uh, we've jacked this guy off so many times that I'm getting RSI on my wrist. Get that garbage out of here! 10 and 6 in 24 minutes for DeAndre Hunter. He's not a top 200 player, and he has absolutely no business on your 12-team roster. Stop it. Stop it. They started Aaron Holiday. He was shitful. Four points in 24 minutes. But the guy that I liked in the draft, and we never got to see in summer league or really preseason, AJ Griffin went crazy. The Wizards pass on this bloke at number 10 to pick John Davis. <sighs> okay. 24 points in 31 minutes, three steals, two threes. 67% shooting. And there's a lot of stuff that's unrealistic there for Griffin. But he is a rotation guy, I think, He's got a real chance to replace Justin Holiday really quickly. I think they should be getting him into Aaron Holiday's minutes, really, at some point. I think he's going to be really good. Of course, Bogdan Bogdanovich could return and, and kill all of that. But he's absolutely a name to watch. And he's absolutely someone we've got to pay some attention to. Shit, he might be better than DeAndre Hunter in a year's time. Not yet. But he is a name to watch. Very, very impressed with what I've seen from Griffin. Not just today, but in the other games he's played as well. 
Cool, we're not even halfway yet. That's sick. Let's go on to the Blazers beating the Heat on another game-winning shot. That is three game winners, three buzzer beaters. What that means to me is they're getting incredibly lucky and there's going to be some uh, regression coming at some point. I think shout-out to the Bulls who did that last season. Jeremy Grant, 23-6 and six with five threes. Really good game from him. He's been strong over the last week. And Josh the Hitman Hart, 12-9-8, and eight, 37 minutes, two steals. Now, his offensive output's really not that much. But under no circumstances is he anywhere close to a drop. He hit the game winner today. Lillard returned, struggled a bit with the shot. 19-3-6 is fine. While Anthony Simons was apparently on a minutes restriction. Him, Red. 25 points in 32 minutes. Four threes. Good to have him back. Good usage, good production from Simons. Nurkic only had four points, but he had 11 boards. While Winslow played 29 minutes. They really limited uh, Shaden Sharp down to 12 and Eubanks played just 13. But Winslow had 12-2-2. Two two. He's a solid enough 14-team league guy. For the Heat, Tyler Hero was out. But we did get the return of Jim Butler, who had 16-4-7 and, and just the sneaky six steals. Because he's my butler. And then Kyle Lowry. Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. It's going to look so dumb when in 10 weeks' time we go, man, remember when everyone was dropping Kyle Lowry? He's the 54th ranked. looks dumb now. He's the 54th ranked player. 15, 7, and 8. 63%. He's playing pretty well. Adebayo had 16, 5, and 3. Not his best. While Struess continued to do winter soldier things. 16 points with four threes and not a lot else. He's a fine streamer for threes. While players are out. And after that, I'm not sure it sticks. Caleb Martin. There is no reason to hold him. Get that garbage out! 10 and 5 in 35 minutes. He's not really doing anything. He's a 14 team league guy, not a 12 team. A while. Big Gabe Vincent. I really like him for Dynasty Leagues. 35 minutes, 15, 1 and 3, two steals and a block. If he was a starter on another team, he'd be a top 100 player. I think pretty easily. I think he's a really, really good player who has got starting upside somewhere. Starting upside somewhere. Let's go to the next one. These two teams played each other yesterday. Different results. The Bulls win this one against the Raptors. 111 97. The final score here, back-to-back big games from Fred VanVleet. 27 points, 6 triples, 2 steals, 2 blocks, 4 assists. He's been great. Like, honestly, apart from the missed time, he's been great. Yesterday, Gary Trent was putrid. Nice, Gary! Today, he was good. 19 points, 2 threes, 3 steals, 4 assists, and a block. Probably his best game for the season. Still doesn't make him a top 120 player, but definitely back on track. In this game, at least. Um, the Jedi, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarves? OG, Balenciaga stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. 13 and four with three steals. 33% shooting's rough. Now let's talk about Coloco. We spent a lot of time on him yesterday and I said, people are going to chase. And a lot of people said, well, it's a matchup thing. They play the Bulls again tomorrow, it'll be the same thing. And this is when people say to me, hey, look, when you look into matchups, who do I start sit? It's not that important in the NBA, honestly. Like it gets highly overblown. Yesterday, Coloco, great. Today, same opponent. 21 minutes, 5 points, 3 rebounds, 1 block, 25% shooting. Shitful. He's going to be dropped in every league. And he should be. This is why you don't add him after that one game. It was a weird game. It was a weird performance. He got 5 blocks and 3 in about the first 5 minutes. So Nurse ran with him more. But when you've got a bench that is full of 4 to 5 centers, if you have any struggles, there's just a million guys you can throw out there. And that's why he wasn't an ad, I didn't think. Now, he will probably put up better games than this in other points. But this was bad. Boucher, also bad. Not a good player. And the only reason I would even consider him as a 12-team league option is because Siakam was out. But is he? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. I, don't, I honestly don't. It's just going to be so many ups and downs with this team. Zero points in 14 minutes, three rebounds, nothing else. Missed all three of his shots and all two of his free throws. A horrific night from Chris Boucher. I reckon he might be in line for the dud of the night. We'll talk about that later on. Haven't announced them yet. Haven't decided on him yet. That's putrid. Is he droppable? I, I would definitely hold Boucher over Coloco. I know that. But he's just a fringe player. Precious Achua, the big sneeze. Only 14 minutes. It's not enough. Not a 12-team league guy. Scotland Barnes, shithouse. Bad. Five points on 22%. No threes, no steals, no blocks. Barnes is the 79th ranked player this season. He was going in the 30s or 40s of drafts. I did see him start to move towards the 50s because he had a subpar preseason in drafts, but he's clearly not performing up to what he did last season or where he was drafted for. Now, he can be better than this, but I talked about him... Um, yeah, you know, two days ago, and people said, "What?" I said, "What is he improving?" I go, "He's shooting forty-two percent from three. I think he's one or two of his last nine threes now. He's twenty-nine percent yesterday, and he missed both of his three-point attempts today. Also, all th- yeah, both of his free th- was it 
yeah, two. Yeah, so I'm trying to read the thing. Two three-point attempts today. Look, he's, that was going to come down and it, it did pretty hard. Um, Just a bad game for the Raptors, really. For the Bulls, the skater boy, Zach Levine, returned. Um, Great game. 30 points, four triples, five assists and two steals. Awesome. Vooch had 15 and 13 with four assists and two blocks. Second back-to-back, really good game. While the rabbit hunter, Alex Caruso... Be quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. Another strange game. Four points in 28 minutes for six rebounds, five assists, two steals, two blocks. That's good. I don't trust it for 12. He's more 14 team. Demata Rosen, another insipid performance. Hashtag revenge game. That's two big revenge games for Demar in a row against the Raptors. Nine points, six rebounds, seven assists. He took six shots. He had a usage of 13%. He's going to be better than this. Patrick Williams, only 25 minutes. Not great. 10 and six, but he had a block. I think he's worth a 12-team hold, barely. While Ayo Desumu, 27 minutes only. 12, four and two. Two blocks, two threes. The two blocks are nice. The percentage went back up. He's barely a top 100 player this year. I don't think he's going to remain a 12-team must roster all season, but he is for now. While Goran Dragic played 25 minutes. That's a lot of Goran Dragic. 10 points in those 25 minutes as he got his revenge again on Toronto. Let's go to the next one. The Celtics. They pull it out over the Grizzlies. 109-106 is the final score here. The Celtics announced the starting lineup, their regular starting lineup, and then basically got onto the court and went, ha-ha, tricked you, and changed it. And Grant Williams was just out there for Derek White. Don't know how that's possibly legal, but it is apparently because they did it. We'll see if they get fined. I doubt we. They, I doubt they do, and I doubt we hear about it. This is why we held on to Al Horford, right? Thirty-two minutes, fifteen and six, three threes, one steal, two blocks. He's fifty-first over the last week. Stop panicking so much on players. Forty minutes for Tatum, thirty-nine, three and two. Marcus Smart, fifteen, seven and twelve. People were dropping him as well. Jalen Brown, twenty-one, nine and two. JB, you've done it again. Good numbers, Grant Williams. Um, yeah, maybe not. Didn't take a shot. He had two points, five rebounds, a steal, and a block. Grant Williams is outside the top 100 for the season. I think he, I think he's fine to have in 12-team leagues, but it's really for specific builds, and he's not going to be there all season. Struggle, struggle game from him. Brogdon, only 19 minutes. Derek White, only 18 is. They went big. 8, 10, and 4 for Brogo. 4, 2, and 1 for White. Now, Derek White is a clear, clear drop and has been for ages. Get that garbage out of here! Brogdon is a hold. But barely. Um, Grizzlies. Jar Morant, 30 and 8, 9 assists. Two steals, a block, and five threes. Great. A great game. Apart from the shooting, which was horrendous from the field and the line, everything else was great. Jar is actually 80th over the last week. Okay. It's mainly because of percentages. Des Bain, 19, 5 and 5. Really strong game. While Dylan Brooksy Brooks shot 35%. And I turned on the Grizzlies game because obviously there's a lot happening. I turned it on today. Dylan Brooks takes a shot and the announcer just goes, Dylan Brooks, still cold. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Not bad counting stats there for Brooksy. He's a points league 12 team and maybe he's not a category league guy. Brandon Clark started for Adams and did like less than he does coming off the bench. 10 and 8. You just hold him until Adams is back, but that's probably next game to be honest. Well, Aldama had 8 points in 18 minutes. Santi can go. Get that garbage out of here! My man Jake Laravia, 25 minutes. David Roddy, only five. Good. That's the split it should be. Laravia's a better player, I think. Six points with two threes. It's only a deeper league spot for him, but it is good to see him get those minutes. Lil John Concha. Okay. Really good rebounder as a guard. 12 and seven with four threes. He's a nice 14-team league guy while Zaya and Jaron remain um, sidelined. Sometimes variance happens. I'm going to talk Knicks Grizzlies here. The Knicks win it. One, uh, Knicks, uh, Knicks Wolves, sorry. 120-107. Julius Randle hit eight threes. I mean, sure. Why is he taking 13 of them to begin with? 31-8 and eight with eight threes, three assists. Really good game. Complete outlier. He still obviously is a must-roster player, but this stuff happens sometimes. Brunson was good, 23-5-8. Defensive starts lacking. That's pretty standard for him. But let's talk about the sad story here. Isaiah Hartenstein came off the bench so Jericho Sims could start. Why? I have no idea. And 21 minutes only. 4-6-2. I am holding Hartenstein. I'm holding him. Sims only played 17 minutes. I had four and four. And 
The reason Hartenstein didn't play is because finally, Tom Thibodeau, Captain Comover, played more of Randall and Toppen together. 26 minutes for Obert, 15-7-3 with four steals. I don't want to hear any more about Obi-Wan. I reckon you might hear a little bit more from Obi-Wan here, to be honest. I'd snap him up in 14-team leagues. I don't trust Tibbs every game to do this. But interestingly, he did it against Carl Anthony Towns. There was no Gobert, so it wasn't the big lineup. But that's that's really good from Toppen. And I don't know if he's a 12-team ad, but I'm not ruling that out. Rowan Barrett, 22-5-5. Five five, struggled from the field. Tell me if you heard that before. But he is playing better of late. And they did start Cam Reddish again, who did nothing. Eight points in 29 minutes because Grimes was without. Well, Fournier played two, uh, had two points in 12 minutes and quickly played 17 minutes. So the quickly Fournier, Reddish, Grimes, none of them are going to be 12-team league guys. Derek Rose played just the 13 minutes for two points. And again, I'll shit on Tibbs plenty of times, but I will also give praise where it's due. He has cut Derek Rose's minutes down and trying to give some of his bench guys that they want to develop more playing time. And he's leaning into a little bit more of Randall Toppin, which is good. He's playing Hartenstein, which is good. These are all positive things for Tibbs. He does some stupid things, and I'll call him out for them every single time he does them. But those are distinct positives, so that's great. But the Wolves, no, Gobert. Towns was amazing. 25-13-7, and seven, two steals and a block. My issue with Towns this season not being a first-rounder, I had him early second, like 13 or 14, was not because I think he's a bad fantasy player, because I just didn't know how it would go next to Gobert. The last two games of the Gobert... Without Gobert, amazing. He's still you know, not a first rounder on, on the season on per game. He's like mid to late second round. Exactly where we want, but we see the difference. D'Angelo Russell, finally. 14, 2 and 8, a steal, two blocks. Great game from Russell. Bad percentages, but good numbers nonetheless. And Kyle Anderson, he's only a fringe 12-team streamer while Gobert is out because he just does little things. Two steals and a block, nine points. It's good enough. It's probably more 14 and fringe streaming 12. Goose still can't really get it going, can he? At least he hit his free throws, but 16 and 9, one assist, 36% shooting. He's still nowhere near expectations. McDaniels, another absolute stinker. Bowed out in 17 minutes. I think that's 17 minutes he's played in three of his last four games. He is absolutely trending towards a drop. I don't think he's there yet, but I think Kyle Anderson works better with this team. He just moves the ball. He does more. And McDaniels is getting by on defensive stats. And when he doesn't have them, nothing's, no, there's nothing good there. I don't think that Jaden will remain a must-roster 12-team league. I think we hold him for now. I do not think he sticks there. Only 11 minutes for Jalen Noel is pretty disappointing. Eight points with two threes. He can be better than that, but he's only just a streamer at this point. Let's get on the next one. There's so many of these games. The Nuggets and the San Antonio Spurs. 115 Denver, 109 San Antonio. How about the big fella? Big Chungus. This is what we wanted to see. 34 minutes, 26, 8, and 10. Two steals, three blocks. Great. Great stuff. Maga Porter Jr. Another 50% three-point shooting night from this bloke. Wow. Still only 30 minutes, but 24 points, 4 threes, 6 rebounds. He's been really good. He's been, he's been really good. Aaron Gordon didn't do it with scoring, 9 points. But 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, and a block. Continues to just show things when we go, oh, do I drop him? Do I hold him? I think you hold him, but mm, it's annoying. KCP, 32 minutes, 11, 4, and 3 with 3 steals there. Continues to just maintain back-end 12-team value. While the headmaster had 19, 5, and 6, Jamal Murray. It would have been much better if he didn't go 1 of 3 from the line, but he's comfortably Back, I think. The big stiffy. 23 points, 23 minutes, sorry, for Bones Highland. 14, 2 and 1 with two steals. That's good. But part of the reason he got some extra minutes is Bones Highland did tweak his ankle, had six first half minutes only, Bruce Brown did. And that gave Highland more minutes. Brown played 18 second half minutes, and that limited um, Bones. I, I don't think Bones is a 12-team pickup. I think a lot of the damage was done, A, in a blowout last game, and B, in the first half here when Bruce was out. So I think he's more of a 14-team league guy. As for Brown, disappointing. Tony have two points in 25 minutes. But he had a steal and two blocks with three assists. Sort of helps a little bit. He's fine. He's more of a 14-teamer, but he, he can be on a 12-team roster. For the Spurs, Trey Jones. Wow. This is why we held him. We hoped we'd get a little bit of a bounce back in scoring. 20 points on 69% shooting. Giggity. He had nine assists and three steals. He's a 12-team league guy. While the horse cock, Keldon Johnson... 
Whose horse is that? 30 points, five threes and two steals is huge. Big efficiency. He's amazing at the moment, really putting up the big ones. Um, Devin Vassell, he was going to come off the bench and then they changed their mind and started him. 17, three and four, three threes and two steals. Well, how about Josh Richardson? I thought he was dead. I thought he was just never going to get these minutes back. But here we are, 28 minutes, 22, three and three on 73%. That makes me go, oh, maybe he is a 12-team league guy. No, he isn't. But at least maybe streaming. 28 minutes for Sohan is uh, good. Sohan now. But only two points. Two steals and a block. He's probably a 12-team drop. More of a 14-team league guy. Or he's a longer-term stash. But I'm not sure there's ever going to be enough there offensively for him to be that good. How's the nine assists from Yucca Pirtle, by the way? Just the four points, but seven rebounds, two steals, three blocks. I know everyone panics. Oh, what if he gets traded? What if he gets traded? I don't really think he can do anything about it. Like, you're going to trade him for another top 70 guy? I doubt it will happen. Is he guaranteed to get traded? No. I, I, I don't know. If, if I could do it for another top 70 player, I probably would, because there is a chance of him getting traded. But I'm also not a very big fantasy trader, as you may be aware from listening to this show. All right, let's do the next one. The Brooklyn Nets, they go down to the Mavericks. 96-94 low-scoring game. 32 minutes for big Nick Claxton. 10-14 and 14 with three steals and a block and didn't attempt any free throws. Do you know Nick Claxton's like a top 20 player over the last week? Absolutely crushing it. That's without Simmons. Now, Simmons returned, played 16 minutes and had 2-3-2. Two, and two. Obviously, piss poor. So we still hold Simmons. We maybe sell high on Claxton. We still don't know how that's all going to play out. Cam Thomas struggled in the first half, but ended with 30 minutes. He did his thing, which is score, 19 points. He got to the line nine times for seven more to go in. He had one rebound and two assists, and the assists had been up. That is still strong enough to be, I think, to be a short-term 12-10 league guy. But again, Simmons played 16 minutes, and they have to come from somewhere. Seth Curry just... There's no point rostering Seth Curry in 12-10 leagues. One point in 13 minutes. No point rostering Joe Harris, I don't think, although it was a better game from him. 14-5-4 and four in 33 minutes, while KD had 26-4-4. Four and, four. and the big fella, the Basmati man, holy shit. 15-4-8. Two steals, two blocks for Royce now, and he hit four threes. That is a huge line. It's one of his best, maybe almost his best game for the season. He's been a huge surprise. He played 41 minutes. I just don't expect him to play those many minutes every game. But he's establishing himself now. And the defense was really high early in the season. It had fallen away, but got it back here. The eight assists, also a big surprise. In fact, Sheev? A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. I've seen Royce O'Neal for three or four years, like start and do nothing. And now I'm just, it's hard, it's challenging to try and see the difference here in 10 games or whatever. You hold him. I still don't fully buy him like this, but we're seeing it, aren't we? So he is a 12-team league guy. Um, Cam Thomas is fine. I, I don't really buy that, but it was good here. Well, Sumner had four points in 20 minutes and Paddy Mills, eight minutes. He's struggling, Paddy Mills, a lot. For the Mavericks, Luka Doncic. Oh, stunning. Yeah. 36, 6, and 6, 5, 3, 75 from the line, 50 from the field. Another huge game from Doncic. He's number one in points leagues this season. But how about Josh Green? I said to keep an eye on this guy. I didn't expect this. 16, 5, and 2, 27 minutes. That's the key, 27 minutes. It does help that Timmy Hardaway went down with a hip injury. It does help that Reggie Bullock has been dreadful all season. And it helps that for some reason, Jason Kidd decided, oh, we're going to start JaVale McGee again. Played him three minutes, never played him again. What is the point of that? It's all matchups. Matchups, kid, my guy. If it was matchups, you would have played him more than three minutes. Just admit that he sucks and you shouldn't start him. You're not going to admit it, I know, but Jesus Christ, what are we doing? Bullock, dreadful. Another dreadful game from him. He's not even close to a 12-team league guy. While Hardaway had 11 points in 14 minutes. Now, I am going to watch this green situation because I think he should play more. I'd add him in 16-teamers and then just watch from there. Good game from Finney Smith, 18-3-1. About time he had a good game. That does push him into the top 200. Two steals there. I don't think he's a must-roster 12-teamer, but I don't hate adding him after that. While Dwight Powell started the second half for McGee, he had eight boards in 23 minutes. He's only like a 16-team league guy, but he should be getting the bulk of these minutes. The Crucifix, Christian Wood, 21 minutes, 6-6. Six and six. Putrid, bad. High usage, not much else going on there. Kid does not like to play him big minutes, and I, I do get why. Because he's, you know, he's, his value to an NBA team gets inflated in people's opinions because of some of the stats he puts up. So it's one of those coaches hate him, 
versus fans love him. 20 and 10, C-word, all-star. Yeah, probably not, though. You still hold him in category leagues, and you still hold him in points leagues, but there's going to be this frustration. Spencer Dinwiddie had been playing well. Um, he did the opposite of that today. Two points on 13% with no steals or no blocks, but six rebounds and five assists. We give him a little bit of leeway because he has been playing uh, pretty well this season. By the way, we're not going to get out of here in an hour. All right, next game, Kings, Warriors. The Warriors pull it out. 116-113 is the final score. Malik Monk, 31 minutes, 24.6 rebounds, 4 assists. Now, we can go cold easily, but he is playing minutes like a starter at the moment. And I've added him in a bunch of my leagues. And I think you probably want to. I wouldn't say that he's got super high upside, but while it's happening like this, you do it. Sabonis played 33 minutes, 19, 14, and 6. No defensive stats, of course. Not his best. While De'Aaron Fox did have a little bit of a scare in this one. But played 37 minutes, returned to action. 28, 2, and 6. Great from the line. Great volume as well. Fanner Pants hit another three threes. He has cooled off somewhat since that hot start where he was like top 50 or something. He's back outside the top 80 now. And that's, yeah, that's fair enough. While Mitchell played 21 minutes, more than I expect from him, 12 points. The struggles continue for Keegan Murray. 27 minutes, 6 points. He did have 7 rebounds and 2 steals, but 29% shooting, really low usage. I, I do think he should be held, but I think we need to look at him as a like top 120 guy, not any sort of top 70 player. He was always going to struggle in my mind to get enough usage, and then it was about could he maintain high efficiency and defensive stats, and he hasn't really been able to do that to the degree that he needed to, but still want to hold him, I think. The pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Played 22 minutes. He scored zero points. He missed all four of his shots. He had three rebounds. There is no reason to hold Harrison Barnes, I don't think, in 12-team leagues. Because he will be better than this. But is it worth it? Probably, definitely, almost definitely not. Good game from Terrence Davis in 18 minutes, 9-5. and five, But his minutes are pretty untrustworthy. Same as Trey Lyles, who was really good last game and played four minutes here. But the Warriors, they brought all their starters back after resting last game. Steph had an astonishing game. 47-8-8 eight eight with seven triples in 38 minutes. Wiggins. Played 40 minutes, 25 and 9 with four threes, two steals and a block. And you know why these guys have to play this much? Because their bench is dreadful and they needed a win. Looney played only 21 minutes. We had two 13 and four, weird line. He's a nice 14-team league guy, Looney. And Draymond had 11, 8 and 6. And Clay, another... Inf- I think at this point, Clay is a punt field goal guy. I don't know if it's going to change. 16 points, 33% shooting. Again, he hit three threes. He had a steal, two blocks, but this is a year and a half of bad shooting from Clay, and maybe it's just never coming back. Jordan Poole started the second half. Didn't really matter. He was bad. Two points in 21 minutes. He started over Looney and three assists. And this is, and again, remember I talked about people getting fired up about Kaminga? Man, I think we've got to add him. He's back in the rotation. Uh, five points in nine minutes. In the rotation doesn't mean shit, but he did play. Wiseman did not, because again, both of these guys are pretty bad, and they just subbed one bad player out for another one. Kaminga had the yeah, the five points in the nine minutes there. There's absolutely no reason to add him in any sort of league. They also had Jermichael Green out of the rotation and they went small. Um, and for some reason played Anthony Lamb. Four points in 16 minutes. Their bench is like it's horrifically bad. Even Moody, who I like, struggled. Two points in nine minutes and Ty Jerome had two points in 12 minutes. Like it's really bad and Poole is struggling. And if it wasn't Jordan Poole and we hadn't seen him do good stuff last season, he'd easily be droppable. But he's not. But we had concerns. How does he work as a bench guy all season? And the answer is terribly. We hope for a, a turnaround, and I think he is a buy low, but it has not been very good. So now we go to the next game. And one of only a couple of blowouts on the night, the Utah Jazz, sorry, the all-conquering Utah Jazz beat the Lakers 133-111. Now the Lakers were missing Beverly, James, Lonnie Walker, three starters all out. It does make it hard. And when their starting lineup consists of Kendrick Nunn, Austin Reeves, Troy Brown, and Wenyan Gabriel next to Anthony Davis, they never had a chance of winning. Um, that's, yeah, putrid. I said I said the wrong score before. It was 139-116. My bad. My apologies. Um, that's like, it's really bad. And we said this in the offseason. Their roster is disgusting. It's so bad. And you have a couple of players out and nothing good happens. It was good scoring night from Kendrick Nunn. 18 points in 27 minutes, but nothing else. Do not add him. 
Troy Brown had 10 and 4 in 25 minutes. Do not add him in 12s or 14s. Austin Reeves, 11 and 4. Do not add him. We also had 29 minutes for Max Christie. He's nowhere near NBA ready. Eight points. Cool. Anthony Davis did his thing. 29-4 and 2. That's pretty good. Well, Russell Westbrook continues to play well. 22-3 and 5. A steal and a block. Efficient. He's been amazing. The transformation from him on the bench is astonishing. He was a team worst minus 23. But at least his production from a fantasy perspective was good. He's hitting threes. Usage was 31. Without LeBron, it was good. We had a solid Damian Jones game. I read nothing into that. 10-7 and with two blocks. It's just... It's, it's actually a depressing box score. Toscano Anderson had one point. Matt Ryan had two points. It's bad. And I don't want to talk about them anymore because they're gross. But the um, the Jazz aren't. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Jordan Clarkson went crazy against his former team. The real revenge game. 22-4-4 four four with five threes while Larry Markkinen kept it going. 23-3-2. And, and we got Walker Kessler. Only 18 minutes. That's key. But 8-9 and nine with two blocks. That's streamable while Vanderbilt Bar is out. It's not exciting. It's not must-add or anything like that. But the two blocks in both of these games is good. Back-to-back, Mike Conley played. Only 24 minutes because they blew him out. But 14-1-12. and 12. He's been an, an, a, a revelation this season, really. While Olenek had 10-3-2, two, two steals and a block. And he has clearly been a top 100 player. Beasley hit four threes. We love him as a streamer for that. While Sexton had another 17 points. He's a great points guy. He just does nothing else. 17, 5, and 3. That's not, that's not bad, but only 1, 3. He's low volume there. He got to the line a lot. He is a 12-team league guy who is pushing into minutes, but there's no 34-minute upside. There's no big, big usage upside, I don't think, for Sexton. But the Jazz keep going. They keep winning. The formula's there. I don't think that guys like Olenek or Conley or Clarkson or Markin are getting traded. I just don't think that's happening. Maybe it does, but if I had to bank on it, I would say it's just not going to happen. So, is Markkinen a sell-high? Not really. Is Olenek a sell-high? Not really. Is Kessler a stash waiting for a trade? Probably not. I just think they're good. And they continue to be good. And they're fun. And the Jazz fans love them. And I don't think that Danny Ainge is going to tear it all down. I could be wrong on that. And there might be a losing streak come up. I don't think it's going to happen. But again, it's early and things can change a lot. And then we go to the last game of the day. First time I've ever done, I think, 15 games on this show. And here we are. It was a bloody long one. The Cavs, they go down in the end to the Clippers 119-117 after Paul George gave the Cavs an opportunity to win by fouling Donovan Mitchell on a three-point shot. Then Mitchell missing shots and intentionally missing free throws. Just a weird end to the game. But the Clippers win it 119-117, the final score. Um, on the Cavs side, Jarrett Allen, 10 points, but 20 rebounds, two steals and two blocks. A huge game there from him. And the Don, Donovan Mitchell. Where's the sound? He's Don. He's good. 30 points with eight threes. Now, everything else is empty as anything. There's nothing there. One rebound, two assists. And we knew the assists would drop off, but the scoring remains great. Really big game. Mobley turned it up on offense, 26 points, eight rebounds, but no steals, no blocks. 67% shooting is good. He's still finding his way. He's still getting there, but a bit of a disappointment so far, I would say. Garland, 19, 1 and 12. Not his greatest, but still really strong. And with both Garland and Mitchell back and playing well, it's, I think, time to jack Dracaris Slobertoff. Dracaris. Four points, 25%. Killed you there. He did have five assists still, but I, I don't really see the point of holding him if there's someone you want to grab. Kevin Love, 25 minutes, 17, 8 and 4. I'm pretty skeptical of him. But those numbers are great. Like, you can try that as a 12-10 league. I'm not convinced, but you, you can use him. Um, Isaac Okoro is, is honestly, I don't, he's just bad. I don't think he's very good at all. Well, Dean Wade had six points in 14 minutes. For the Clippers, Reggie Jackson had the knee issue and then played 36 minutes, 18, 2, and 7. It's a really good game. He's not a 12-10 league player. John Wall was out in this game. It's just got, again, we'll say it all the time. There's just too many bloody guards on this team for anyone to really step forward with value. Terrence Mann, 16, 4, and 5 with two steals. It's a great game. But this is with Canard on a minute's limit. It's with John Wall out. It's with Kawhi out. It's with, yeah, like just random stuff. Paul George, 26, 5, and 3. Pretty good game from him. While Marcus Morris keeps rolling, 20 and 6, four triples, 44% shooting. A lot of shot attempts for him, 16. And Zubats had 10 and 9 with a steal and a block. A little bit of a drop off there. It was also a good game from Storm and Norman Powell. 17 points, but. One rebound and zero assists. I don't trust him as a 12-team league guy either. I think George is a 12-team league guy. Zubats is. Marcus Morris probably is. And that's about it. Canard played 12 minutes. Batum, 15. 
Bob Cove seven. He's definitely not a 12-team league guy. John Wall was resting. It's just going to be a frustrating roster, I think, all season would be my guess. Let's go to the lines of the night. Steph Curry gets you monstrous. The waiver wire line of the night goes to Jordan Goodwin. Perfect shooting from him tonight. He's a name to watch, but he's not a name to grab necessarily. Young gun is Jalen Green, and the dud it was, in fact. Chris Boucher, your top 10 players in category leagues today. Number one was Steph, followed by Miles Turner, Carl Anthony Towns, Shea Gildas-Alexander, Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Tyrus Halliburton at seven, Randall at eight, Van Vliet at nine, and Jalen Green at 10. Top 10 players rostered in under 50%. Jordan Goodwin at one, George Niang, yeah, that's a streamer for deepers. AJ Griffin, absolutely keep an eye on him. Of course it was because Trey Young was out today, but Aaron Holiday and Justin Holiday are the guys he's got a leapfrog. Now it will change when Bogdan Bogdanovich returns, but Griffin's a name to watch. Obi Toppin's a 14, 14 team league option. Five was Malik Monk. I like him in 12s. KJ Martin's a 14-team league guy. Maybe in 12s. Terrence Ross, probably not. Josh Green is a 14-team league option. Watch for 12s. Josh Richardson's a 14-team league guy. And then Andrew Nembhard is probably a 14-team league guy, but with some 12-team usability. And your top 10 players in points leagues before we wrap this big fella up. Um, Number one is Steph, then Shea, Jokic, Turner, Morant, DeJounte, Towns, Doncic, Zion, and at number 10 is Joel Embiid. That was a monster show. Guys, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments, drop a like, and of course, gently caress my notification bell. And then you'll never miss an episode. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.